Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Talking with Twirl Liberties. Today, we are so excited to have Patty Glimpf on the show with us. Patty Glimpf is a Southern California native who currently resides in Los Angeles, California. Patty has been involved in the twirling world for many years as an athlete, coach, and judge. Patty has attended nationals more than 40 times in the past 50 years. She and her husband have four children, three of whom were teacher twirlers in high school and in college. Today, Patty owns and operates gorgeous twirling costumes, where they have made more than 3,000 costumes in the past nine years. Patty, welcome to the show. Thank you, Shaylee. Good to be here. We're excited to have you. So just to get us started, um, walk us through your twirling career a little bit. Who are your coaches? What organizations did you compete in? When did you start twirling? How did you end up in this twirling world? Well, when I was about seven years old, uh, my mom and dad uh, saw that I was not talking in school. I was very shy. I wouldn't raise my hand. Uh, I wore retainers and the, the whole the whole thing. And so my mom's idea to solve this was to try and put me in different classes. So we tried um, dance, ice skating. I even had a man come to our house to teach me accordion. Uh, but nothing seemed to work. And then one day a flyer came um, to our small little Catholic school that I attended and it said baton classes were forming. So my mom paid something like eight dollars for the for the month and I had to go four times and I hated it. I was scared. We had to stand still at attention. Um, but by the fourth week, I loved it. And so I, I stuck with it. And I twirled um, from about age seven to ten. I was in two different groups called the Twirling Dolls and the California Poppies in Los Angeles. Uh, we practiced in parks. We wore white tennis shoes. We took buses to parades. Um, and eventually, after a few years, our group was disbanded and taken over by Debbie Salem, uh, who ran the large organization uh, called something like Debbie's Baton and Drum Corps of Riverside, California. If you want me to go on, yeah, I can tell you that. Um, we want to hear it all. Okay. As a, as a young teenager, um, I worked my way up to being the junior captain. I got to blow whistles and then I led our major at group of about 20 or 30 uh, girls um, in parades of sealed corps. Um, we always had to have inspections, be clean. And then as I got to be a little older teenager, I kind of wanted to stop being in the team in the corps and I wanted to focus on solo competition. Uh, but that was not the dynamics of Debbie's group. So um, I needed to change coaches. And I started taking lessons from Cindy Bethune, Troughton Macedonio, um, in her side or parent or parent's side yard, uh, very narrow, about three feet. It it made me want to toss my baton straight, but when it went over the fence, Mr. Bethune had a thirty foot stick with a one foot magnet on the end. He would use to dip over the fence to pick up the baton, and you learned really quickly that. That's that's not something you should do too often. So um, I twirled in high school. I loved it. And um, I've taught many, many other twirlers to um, to enjoy the sport as well. The legacy of coaches and twirlers in Southern California, I feel like it. you just get a glimpse into like a little bit of 
how long everyone has been doing this in that world and like the staples that so many people in the Southern California organization are in the twirling world today. It's really cool to hear that woven through your twirling career as well. Um, Patty, all three of your daughters twirled at a very high level and were all feature twirlers in high school and college. What was it like having three twirlers competing and growing up together? Well, sometimes it was challenging and sometimes it was very fulfilling, but almost always it was fun. Um, we had, we chose to have five children, excuse me, four children. We had four children in five years. Uh, so our three twirling daughters began coming with me to my park and rec classes. I had just started in El Segundo, California. And they probably picked up the baton when uh, our oldest, Christine, was three. Michelle was probably two. And then a couple of years later, I think Caroline was in the stroller and twirling at one. Um, some of the hardest parts uh, were that um, we did practice every day in the gym. We had a free gym in Torrance, California. Uh, they treated us very well. We were ra- rather a novelty in our area. There was no, no one in our area twirled a baton. So every day after school, I'd pick them up. They'd change out of their uniforms. They'd have a snack in the car, and we'd be in the gym for a couple hours. Um, the good thing is they never showed any jealousy or anxiety toward each other, which I was very grateful for. But like me, they loved competing and they loved going to nationals every year. And it was fun for me to enjoy that with them. Um, they loved competing. They loved seeing friends. I loved seeing my friends. Uh, it gave us something, to, a goal to look forward to. And, um, and if the day went well, then we'd treat ourselves to a day of hotel shopping in South Bend, Indiana. <laughs> we love hotel shopping, that's for sure. Patty, what advice would you give to other twirling moms out there who have multiple daughters competing and practicing and all that goes into competitive twirling? Although it would be very easy to group them together and force them on the same path, for me, what worked is to not let them be competitive with each other. Uh, some twirlers have strength in multiple batons. Some are great at dance. Uh, you know, visualize what they love and what they do best. And whatever their strengths are, I would say capitalize on those. So today, now that your daughters have retired from competing, um, you own and operate gorgeous twirling costumes. What inspired that idea and what was your vision for your business in the beginning? About nine or 10 years ago, all four of our children were happily out of the house. <laughs> they were either in college or they were living on their own. And I found myself not having too much to do. So I had volunteered all my life for every organization, and every school my children were uh, participated in, and I thought, what what am I good at? Um, I'm not really an artist. I I don't you know know what I would do. So I thought, well, what what do I love? What do I really like to do? Well, I really like to design and rhinestone twirling costumes. It's a very isolated art, but I liked it, and so I uh, put the word out there online, and. A woman from Texas contacted me and asked if I'd make a costume for her. And I thought, wow, you know, maybe once or twice a year, someone will ask me to make a costume and that'll keep me busy as my husband and I were retired. 
So um, she did, and she loved it. And then I thought my first idea at Gorgeous Twirling Costumes was to make very, very inexpensive, cheap costumes. Uh, So instead of someone going to, like, Kmart and buying a leotard and a skirt for $50, they could buy one of my costumes really cheaply. So I made up a hundred of them. I thought I, I went in with some people at nationals to share a hotel room and I sold seven. I was very disappointed. And, but that competition um, sparked people's interest in by making higher end costumes, like what my girls used to wear. So I changed my, my business plan and I targeted a wider audience and that's how gorgeous twirling costumes gtc was born and what year did you first take gtc to competitions that was around 2011 so it was about um 11 years ago uh when i first had that not so successful beginning (laughs) and then the next year we really took off And so what's been your favorite part of helping people through the design process and kind of making their costume dreams a reality? I have learned that that people really enjoy help in designing costumes if they see you as a knowledgeable person in that field. So I love it when a person finally receives a costume from us, especially if it's one of their first custom costumes they've ever owned so they've probably saved up for it they're uh, excited about it they've they've made the twirly be excited about it and i send it in the mail and i pray and (laughs) they message me and they tell me it's the most gorgeous thing they've ever owned and i really feel very fulfilled um in in my in my life when that happens i feel like i really helped a family There is such a special thing about like having the costume just for you and feeling good in your costume and confident to be able to like take the floor in something that shows you off the best way possible. So I can only imagine being part of that process is so fulfilling. It it, it is. As long as I don't get overwhelmed, it's fulfilling. (laughs) You can't think about it too, too much, right? So Patty... Through this last decade of running GTC, what has been the biggest challenge for you as either a business owner or operationally? Well, I try to do my best at all times. And people need to um, know that this is a human process. I'm not putting fabric and rhinestones through a machine, pushing a button and sending it. Um, So, and occasionally, very occasionally, I make a mistake. And when I do make a mistake, um, it is really encouraging when people are polite enough to to say, I know you probably didn't know you did this wrong, but can you fix this or can you change this? That that that's that's great. And that's a very mature response. When some people are not quite as patient and polite, then that can be a little frustrating because I want to keep positive. Absolutely. What would you say, maybe out of your daughter's costumes, are one of your favorite costumes that you guys have um, come up with? I loved all of Christine's Fresno State University costume because she was our first child to experience that 
big on-field stage. So that was fun designing the lots of uh, lots of flash the week that she needed. Um, our second daughter, Michelle, she had a black velvet one sleeve costume that we still to this day call the Michelle. And when it's ordered, we call it the Michelle, which actually started off as a sleeveless solo costume for a duet with Alexa Weisner, <laughs> which we at a, at a last minute uh, before she entered college, Miss Major of America, strutting, which she won, that we actually changed it two weeks before into a sweating costume, but it's been very popular. And our youngest daughter, Caroline, she actually designed all of her own costumes from the age of three. And she is our um, auxiliary designer uh, to this day and comes in frequently and offers advice often unsolicited to what I should be doing with certain costumes. <laughs> I can picture all those costumes in my head as you were naming them. And I always loved, um, Caroline's white costume from Fresno State that I think she had her senior year. I remember seeing that in your showroom one year at AYLP, and that one was just stunning. So was, we call it the bulldog. The bulldog, yes. <laughs> you have to, right? Yes. <laughs> so, Patty, as a successful businesswoman, what advice would you give to others creating businesses in the twirling world? I love this question because although I have never done it, every year I go to AYLP, I would love to get other costume makers together, we can go out for lunch or something, uh, problems we never have time, and we can just talk and be friendly and and throw ideas back and forth and um, yet each maintain our own identity. Um, so I think it's important that there's a lot of room for creativity and you can use your own approach and your own unique style to fill a gap that you feel is missing, you know, create something new to and target the market in your own special way. I love that. I think there's so much, there's room for everyone to be successful in the twirling world, no matter what space you're working in, in costumes, in practice apparel, in resources for coaches and twirlers, all those things. I think that is sound advice for anyone pursuing opportunities in the twirling world. Patty, what is your vision for gorgeous twirling costumes in the future? Where where are you, where are you guys headed? Well, I will continue with gorgeous twirling costumes until I no longer enjoy it. I truly started it as a hobby with no anticipation of being successful. Um, I don't need the stress. I don't need um, a lot of things that go with owning your own company. So when it gets tough, and overwhelming my personal and family schedule, it's going to be time for me to stop. For right now, I'm on a good, steady path. Um, and I, I will only continue to do it until it stops being fun. And um, But for right now, it's, it's important to keep fresh, new ideas constantly, uh, new designs, new costuming. Um, it's important to keep fresh. Absolutely. Where would you say you get some of that inspiration from to keep your designs fresh? What kind of inspires you? I can get it from anything. Like, for example, right now I'm looking at the California primary election ballot and I'm like, wow, I could do something like that. <laughs> but um, I, I, uh, I. Everywhere. 
I think I get a lot of inspiration from just the things around me. Uh, we do a lot of floral accented costumes. Sometimes I just go outside and look at my husband's garden and, and that could do it. Um, my, my daughters do send me a lot of pictures online. And, uh, while I, while I cut and peck for a few things I like online, usually it's just that I sometimes I just sit down with my clipboard and I just start drawing. Hmm. That's so cool that you can get inspiration from from anywhere. Who would have thought an election ballot design (laughs) could inspire costume? (laughs) Patty, for some of our listeners who are not from Southern California, um, the garment district is kind of an interesting place where you could go to see different fabrics and different costume ideas and things. Can you kind of describe to our listeners what that world is like down in the garment district of LA and picking out fabrics. Well, when I was first thinking of starting this company, once I got a costume or two under my, under my wing, um, I remembered the second and almost equally important reason why I started this company was I loved to go downtown Los Angeles and just walk up and down the streets because the streets it's about a four block by eight block uh district of downtown los angeles among the high rises where there's nothing but wall-to-wall um spandex fabrics rhinestones beads fringes trims there are over i believe there are over 120 shops all very small all competitive with each other, all shouting out the doors for you to come into their place of, of business and buy their wholesale merchandise. So uh, I have uh, a kind of a funny thing is it, when there are uh, judges in town for some of our large competitions, sometimes they'll, they'll come up to me and say, can you take me downtown because I'm here an extra day. And I have taken many a twirling judge downtown in bumper-to-bumper traffic so that they can buy um, uh, fabric and rhinestones, things, and even not necessarily for me to make anything. They just love going, and um, they're thrilled. So if anyone wants to come to Los Angeles, I will happily take you downtown, and um, and you can see part of the process. It is quite the experience to go to that area of downtown L.A. If you ever get the opportunity, it feels like everyone there is working on Project Runway or something very fabulous. And you kind of see where the magic gets made for a lot of things in L.A. Absolutely. In fact, about two years ago, I was picking out fabrics and meshes and in walks the team from Dancing with the Stars. And of course, I took the opportunity to to not only tell them about what I do, but just to hear them speak was was fascinating. That has got to be an interesting costume process because they are making very elaborate costumes week after week. So I'm sure they're in and out of those stores all the time. <laughs> I was excited when they asked for my business card. <laughs> oh, OK. Maybe Patty, gorgeous twirling costumes, dancing at the Stars collaboration one day. I don't know. You never know. <laughs> never know. <laughs> Well, Patty, one question that we ask everyone who comes on the show is about Only Twirlers, and we want to know what your favorite Only Twirlers shirt is. Well, I just love all of them because they're unique and and flashy, but my favorite, of course, has to be the one that says, gorgeous, gorgeous girls twirl baton. (laughs) Has to be, right? Absolutely. (laughs) 
Well, that one is from one of our our new collection that came out this summer. And Patty, we're excited to be collaborating with you guys at AYLP again this year for the famous hotel shopping days at AYLP. Um, do you want to tell our listeners where we will be this summer? I'm sorry, I didn't get the last sorry, part sorry. of the question. <laughs> You're good. I'll, I'll say it again. But, Patty, we're so excited to be collaborating with Gorgeous Trolling Costumes again this summer for the famous hotel shopping at AOLP. We are so excited to be back in South Bend. Um, do you want to tell our listeners who don't know already where they can find Gorgeous Trolling Costumes and Only Twirlers this summer? We are going to be at the Comfort Suites in South Bend, which is a mecca of uh, marketplace for AYOP. And uh, we, we expect to see everyone there on Sunday and Monday at least. And that will be open early and we'll be closing late. And we want to sell you some beautiful items. We are so excited about this new venue that we'll be in this year. Comfort Suites, like Patty said, is an icon of hotel shopping for AYLP, and it's going to be a great experience to come in and get everything you need in your one-stop shop for for AYLP gear and costumes. And um, we just want to give a shout-out to Patty, or I do personally, because our first year at uh, Only Twirlers taking our shop to AYLP Patty was kind enough to bring us into her setup and let us, when we had our three t-shirt designs, um, when we started off, to be able to share that space with her so that we had the opportunity to even view at AYLP. And um, I really don't think Only Twirlers would be where it is today without this collaboration. Mm -hmm. So I truly appreciate it and hope you all come and visit us this summer. And Patty, thank you so much for your time and being on the show with us today. Only Twirlers Nation, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Talking with Twirl Liberties, and we will see you all next week.